to another episode of A Woman's Worth with, with Miss Rashanda White and Dr. Pam Foster. A woman's worth is being informed. A woman's worth is being aware. A woman's worth is being educated. A woman's worth is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Today, we have uh, Miss DeAndra Brown from Medical Advocacy Outreach with us to talk about the topic National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, which takes place on February 7th. Welcome to the show. Welcome again to the show, Deandra. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on again. I'm glad to be sure. here. Sure. Glad to have you. <laughs> yes. And you want to share with our listeners um, again your, about your role at MAO in your department that you work in? Absolutely. I'm the education and training manager at MAO, and my job is heavily in organizing and presenting educational opportunities for people who work in public health, clinicians, and the general public um, overall regarding HIV topics and also to strengthen the clinical workforce um, to ensure that physicians and nurses who are working with people living with HIV are better equipped to help not on, to not only help them uh, understand their status, but to live a full and thriving life with their status or even to just prevent it altogether. So sometimes we don't think that doctors or nurses need professional development, but this is an ongoing thing. So just ensuring that everybody has up-to-date training. Yes, thank That's you. fantastic. Ms. Yeah, can I just follow up with that, uh, Rashonda? Your department has grown over the years, hasn't it? Do you have how many in your, how many staffed in your department? Um, currently, I'm fairly new, so I think I'm a part mm -hmm. of that group. <laughs> I've been okay. for six months now, but okay. we have a team of, I would like to say, 10. Oh, wow. It has grown. Yeah, it has grown. Yeah, we yeah. have uh, at Atmore and also in Dothan, and we just added um, a Latinx affairs specialist. Wow. Is, he describes himself as Dominican Haitian. He speaks mm -hmm. Spanish, English, Creole, and French. And wow. so he's getting that message out to that population as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. Then that kind of talks about the growth. It's not just in Montgomery, but y'all have grown. You've got eight other, I think, eight, eight other sites, or is it more than eight clinics? So we, cover, sites. we cover, I think, 13 counties within South right. Alabama, but we have right. our sites. Um, Montgomery, what is it? Montgomery. And there's. It's way in Connecticut County, right? Connecticut. Um, yeah, we have someone that's a little bit close to Connecticut County. Yes. Right. And Dothan. I know you're down in Dothan. Yes, ma'am. We have yes, set a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, so yeah I have. Yeah, you've really grown. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you really have. Which, yes, which is a testament to uh, what you talked about, not just with outreach coming to the clinics, but also uh, training your workforce and really having people uh, uh, really work more closely and more competently with uh, people living with HIV. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. I agree. Yes, and that goes into our topic, you know, is awareness, you know, National Black HIV and National Black HIV and AIDS awareness. I'm sorry, got a little <laughs> Yes, and what that what 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 it is, why it's important. So, Ms. DeAndra Brown, you want to yeah. share with us some background information on um, National Black HIV and AIDS sure. Awareness Day, which is so which takes place on February seventh. 
Go ahead. Yeah, every year it falls on February 7th. And this day is um, a day set aside as an opportunity to, opportunity to increase HIV education, testing, community outreach, all things regarding HIV prevention and um, viral load suppression among Black communities. Mm-hmm. So we do, of course, we do this work year round, but this is just a day, especially in Black History Month, that we say this is the day that we're dedicating to reaching out to our folks about this topic. Yeah, and it's so, so yeah, it's so important. On. Why why is it important? You think that we just we just celebrated World AIDS Day, mm-hmm. so we know that's the day set aside across the world to talk about you know increase AIDS awareness uh, and really uh, to honor those who died from HIV. Why this day? Why National uh, Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day? It's well, we know that. Black people are still disproportionately affected by HIV more than other groups, unfortunately. And this is like an ongoing trend with not just HIV, other illnesses um, and chronic illnesses as well. But today, I think that it's still of cases, HIV cases, of new cases, 42 percent are African-American. And we know that is within our culture and the way we share information, the way we receive it can't be, I don't think it, it was. it's wise to just give it a blanket. We really right. got to dig in into the culture of Black America to see what is going on. And um, and even with our care, what is affecting our care? Yeah. Right. I mean, you hit it on the head, Miss Brown. This, this started 11 years ago. We know, you know, when HIV in the early 80s, when HIV first started, it was mainly in white gay men. Hadn't really affected our community as much. Some some subpopulations like Haitians and other international groups, of course, in Africa. But over the years, over the decades, it has been increasingly become a black male and female disease. Yes. We are definitely disproportionately affected. And I want to share some stats, some um, facts from the Alabama Department of Public Health. Um, to follow what you said, Ms. Brown, that there are over 14,000 people in Alabama that have HIV. And in 2019, 635 cases were reported of new newly diagnosed HIV cases in 2019. And of that 635 cases, 456 people that were reported were Black. So 435 of those cases were Blacks. And also African Americans. That's, that's a high. That's a high percentage. Okay. Uh, right. When especially when we know we only blacks only make up twenty five percent of Alabama. In Alabama, you're talking about over seventy percent, right, of new cases. So it really shows the trend going towards us making the largest bulk of the of the uh, new cases of HIV. And so that's why right. it's so important for us to really um, pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Increase the awareness in our communities, um, and and like uh, you said, Miss Brown, really kind of dig into why is it increasing in our community. And right, and I like to add because our show is a woman's worth geared to women, and particularly African American women. Um, some facts from Alabama Department of Public Health: African American women are approximately nine times more likely to become infected with HIV than non African Americans women in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that may that's, that's mainly compared to white women, correct? Right, right. And also, our show is geared to Montgomery. You're out of Montgomery, Miss Brown. Yeah. Um, among the 67 counties in Alabama, the majority of new cases among African Americans reside in Montgomery. 
That's wild. And I'm wondering if that is because we're being tested more than a few other counties or. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a lot. We've got, we, you know, your uh, your cities to generally have more cases. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what we do in statistics is we compare, uh, uh, we call it um, really uh, standardizing it by population. Mm-hmm. And when that, some of the rural counties have high numbers, high rates. So, you know, you're going to have more cases because you got more people in Birmingham, Montgomery, Mobile than some of these other rules. But when you start, when you standardize it by the number of cases, you've got some high rates in the in the rural areas. So we got to pay attention to both urban and rural. I'm glad you brought that um, point out, um, uh, Rashonda and Miss Brown. Although the, the cases, number of cases in Montgomery are high, we got to pay attention to the rural areas as well. Yes, 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 yes. And ladies, I, I do want to jump in right here just for just a moment. I would be remiss if I did not Acknowledge that I am a newlywed, and so I'm brown to you, Shimei. Okay. Oh, okay. To you, To you, Shimei. Okay. Yes, ma'am. To you, Okay. We honored that, and congratulations. And I'm and my apologies, and, and can I say just DeAndra moving forward because I don't yeah, want to disrespect you by not saying the name correctly. It's yes. not disrespect for you. I now, is that an African? African? It is an African name. My husband is from Rwanda. Oh, okay. Yes, how, okay. How, when did you get married, DeAndra? Say that again. How long have you been a newlywed? <laughs> not quite two years. Oh, okay, you are yeah. a newlywed. Great. Yeah, and I don't know. I just see the brown, and uh, yeah. So my apologies. Thank you for correcting us because we want the husband to be respected. (laughs) We want to respect the husband, the mistress, and to acknowledge that you're a wife. uh, So you take yes, yes. DeAndra, we're excited about what um, MAO uh, Montgomery Advocacy Outreach is doing to honor National Black. HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Can you tell us a little bit about the schedule y'all have coming up? Yes, I'm so excited about it. Um, On the first day, February 7th, Monday, February 7th, from 11 to 12, our very own Dr. Foster will be presenting. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) And the title title of this session is The Skin I'm In, Race as a Health Disparity, and is linked to HIV in Black Community, which communities, which really speaks to, again, the purpose of why we have National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, because there are things and system, even systematic that is affecting our community. So you'll be talking to, um, to an array of people, clinicians, community members, nurses, counselors, anyone who comes on the line, and this would be for professional development, and you will be schooling us. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. I've already prepared it, sort of. I got a little tweaking to do, but that whole uh, issue around institutionalized racism does not escape health care. It is, you know, a part of the fabric of the U.S. and healthcare is a piece of that fabric as well, including HIV prevention and treatment. So I'm excited and I will be excited to give that talk on that day. That's that's an honor to be um, asked to give that talk on that day. And what else do you have coming up? 
on Wednesday the 9th, um, just to keep it going, because I said, okay, that's one day, but it's, it's I just couldn't let it go. So I wanted to do some, some more things on that Wednesday at the downtown library, which is the Julia Hampton Morgan Library. We will be hosting um, a panel discussion called HIV Stigma mental health and religion in the deep south and so i anticipate this to be a very colorful and maybe uncomfortable but much (laughs) conversation wow i i I can't wait to hear that conversation i'm going to try to get on uh uh, deandra um because that's really my research area i think we talked about it last week did we not a couple of shows back uh roshonda projects i I gave that to i think somebody's going to reference it so that would be great, um, a, a great topic and a very needed topic, because we already have a lot of evidence based on how to really end HIV. But until we deal with the stigma, it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. So I'm glad you're having that. What else do you have? Um, I do want to mention a, a couple of the panelists. We have Michelle Summers of Michelle Speaks, Pastor Richard Williams of Metropolitan UMC, Dr. Scott Holmes and MAO's Dr. Barbara Owen. So I was really looking for people com- who are community advocates, right. also faith-based, maybe yeah. not faith-based, so we can get a mixture of right. people to give different perspectives and maybe it could get a little spicy, but it needs to be. Yes, and we call Dr. Barbara Owens our own Dr. Barbara. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dr. Owens. Yes. Like so we're excited that she's going to be on that panel. Yes, because she's been on our show a couple of times. Um, she has. She has. Well, Deandra, yes. 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 And yeah. we do have two more events that following day that Thursday from 12 to 1 we have a virtual um, lesson called Black Sexuality as Liberation and this is really interesting because um, Madison Clark she's a Montgomery native but she's a PhD student at the University of Indiana and she studies African American and African diaspora um, studies regarding sexuality uh, with a not a concentration polyamory but some she has some interest in that. So what this will do is take a historical perspective of sexuality within our community, come even beginning from, let's say, the transatlantic slave trade and landing in America and wow. how that and how stigma and patriarchy and all these things that may not have necessarily been originally a part of our culture right. is affecting us today and how wow. that stigma is translated it's coming out within HIV education, the stigma, et cetera. And she, she's going to dive a little bit into what's, how, how, can I, how can I describe it? Non-traditional mm-hmm. structures. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's right. very interesting. That yes. is because we're not a monolithic community. That is fantastic. I, I just came back today. And uh, Rashonda was probably in Bur- the Birmingham area. I was in uh, Marengo County in Demopolis doing COVID-19 clinics. And one of the questions we ask on there is, what is your sexual orientation? And you should see the looks when I ask the men, male, female. And they're like, no, I'm a man. I said, well, you- <laughs> I said, you know, I got to ask. You could be trans. I don't know. You know I'm going to make that assumption. And boy, we've had some great conversations so, so the community is uh, understanding that a little bit more, that we're not monolithic, uh, that there are other uh, sexual orientations within the community. So that's a great, I'm, I'm excited to hear about that one as well. And as Dr. Well. Pam, I have to say here in Birmingham, okay. we've asked that question to males. Some, some males have come to me and say, ask me a question. Why you ask that? <laughs> 
<laughs> then the other question is when I ask them their gender, I'll, I'll ask, you know, male, female, trans. They was they insulted. Were, they were insulted. Insulted. And then also their <laughs> orientation. Uh, you know, we say heterosexual, bisexual. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm straight. I'm straight. I said, okay, but we've got to ask. Not yeah. everyone. And they say, oh, yeah, you're right. Not everyone is. We got a lot of stuff going on now. <laughs> and it's really good to even do that with clients and patients begin having yeah. those conversations. And that's what she'll do. And I think the angle she'll also want to go with is being more open and honest, because when we're sharing information with people to say, like within the polyamory structure, for example, you are my partner. And I also we also have two, let's say two or three other people within our family partner. Mm-hmm structure right how are we talking about hiv sts how are we talking about prep right are we having these conversations so we have to know the risk so you're absolutely right the behaviors behaviors and what people identify as Mm -hmm. very very important oh glad i'm glad to hear that conversation and what's that last one the last one um, is also on Thursday, February 10th, and it'll be from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time. And it's mm-hmm. called Surviving and Thriving, Celebrating Long-Term HIV Survival. Um, and so with, with, with this one, I have two speakers who are li- currently living with HIV. It's mm-hmm. Tony Walker, who's a community advocate, activist, and author. Oh, and wow. He, he'll be sharing his story as well as a couple projects that he's currently working on. And he'll be um, just giving his background and sharing his experience as a black man who identifies as being gay mm-hmm. and what being HIV positive has looked like for him and the things he's learned on his journey and mentoring other young men and how these numbers, new cases are affecting us in such a way. But not only that, to say, okay, you're positive. How can we keep you healthy? How can you still live? You still have purpose. You're still here. So he's mm-hmm. going to be sharing his story and how that looks. In addition to Miss Kim Moon, she'll be our keynote speaker. And she, too, um, has a really dynamic and powerful story uh, surrounding learning of her HIV status and how she's continued to live, survive, and thrive. And both of these speakers uh, I identify, were, were shared with me and identified them as being transparent really uncut and and raw in their delivery. Wow. Reaching Black people to talk about HIV, to talk about stigma, to talk about medication, to say, hey, don't fall off because your mental health, you're feeling bad about this. Let me show you what I've done in my life. Let me show you how you still have purpose, how you can still affect someone, whether they're they're living with HIV or not. Right. Are you taping these... uh Deandra, are y'all taping them? They will be recorded, yes. They will be recorded. Mm-hmm. If, if we get permission, maybe we can use some of the recordings, uh, Rashonda, in the show. Yes. And this and show, Honest Worth, that would be fantastic. Because I definitely would like to hear their stories because I have to commend those two for being courageous enough to come out publicly and right. disclose um, their status and share their story because that takes a lot of courage. It does, um, it does do that so i would love to hear their stories and hopefully maybe we can get them on the show yeah, um, yeah. to talk with us yeah yeah but yes. but even um you know maybe some clips mm-hmm. in a show later shows 
um, yes. as well is would be uh, a thought as well. So that would that would be great. And well, indeed, it sounds like a great a lot of thought went and planning went into this. Congratulations, uh, Deandra, on uh, such a great lineup. Thank you. Yes. I'm really happy to do it, and it is in my department, the education department. I must. I can't take all the credit for it. They help so much. And we have so, such a dynamic team. We're thinking of new ways. How can we get the message out in a fresh way to mm-hmm. reach people, um, young, old, professional, non-professionals, whatever, to get, give the message about HIV? Because we are still battling it. We are. We are. And that's, you know, this, this uh, radio show is a new way to do it. We, of course, are uh, developing podcasts as well as a part of the uh, dissemination. Uh, my husband uh, just told me the other day that we're also on Spotify. Mm-hmm. The show yes. is on Spotify, so we should say that. Yes, uh, that's where my daughter watches it at. She told yes, me yesterday yes. she saw the, the last so the episode on Spotify. Are doing Spotify, so we're trying to get into the mediums that they're in. Uh, we're doing teasers, of course, to you know get people to come to the radio show and the podcast. Podcast yeah. is on our website. So we're trying to do some innovative sort of approaches as well, Deandra, to get the message out. Yeah. So yeah, that's why our young folks is listening to it at Pam. It's Spotify. Spotify. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. How about that? A woman's and they're giving Spotify. us stars on Spotify too. So hey, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> I got to go on there and look and see. That's all a part of our evaluation. Thanks for telling yes. me. Yeah. Yeah. Deandra, yes. this is so great that you've got this special program going on next month, um, you know, to commemorate um, National Black uh, HIV AIDS Awareness Day. But I, I know you, as a as an organization, y'all have thought about how can we reach the African-American community because this is an issue that mm-hmm. we have to kind of stay on top of. Can you talk a little bit about some of your programming and how it, it might affect you know, African-Americans in order to kind of decrease these disparities? Yeah, absolutely. Um, In our education department, we have educators who are always looking for new opportunities to go out into the community, whether that's on the campuses of the HBCU or partnering um, with someone who has, let's say, for example, a girls group. We do that that sort of thing. We're testing. We're reaching out to. um, And back in December, we had a drag show. And oh, that was a great show. Yeah, we had a drag show at the library, believe it or not. Uh, well, how about that? Yeah, just getting really creative to reach new groups of people who maybe hadn't heard about the testing or the things we offer or who hadn't heard about PrEP, mm-hmm. who identify as African-American. Um, so being a community advocate, not just being in the clinic, but going out and making friends with folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was during that was during World AIDS Day. Was yeah, that a part of World AIDS Day? Yes. We heard about well, that. Uh, remember on the show? Uh, Rashonda, when we interviewed uh, uh, Dr. Owens and the outreach coordinator, I forgot his name. Uh, he told us about that show, so I'm glad. Was it a success? It was a success. It was. It was fun. That's good. That's <laughs> my good. first time, and it was really fun and insightful, and we learned a lot. And it was a good opportunity to to pass out information about prep. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic! That now, and that gets me to talking a little bit about prep. How you're trying to get outreach around prep? We know nationally that uh, PrEP, that's uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis uh, treatment, really the, our one of our uh, uh, greatest prevention tools right now. We talked last month, Deandra, about uh, rather than once a day pills, it's now uh, twice a month, uh, uh, at once every two months uh, injection. 
just got mm -hmm. approved by the FDA. So we're excited about that. Um, uh, any particular ways you're trying to do more outreach, not just to black men, but also black women, because the uptake is not as great in black women either. Right. Um, what we have going on in March, I think that's March 10th, National Black. Yes. National Black. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stuck on that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but to, for women and girls, we do have some, a program that's being planned called Protecting Our Purse. And anybody from the South knows that a lot of times what we call our lady parts or our vagina is a purse or a pocketbook. So that's the spin right. we're doing on that, protecting our purse, giving information about PrEP and having these open dialogue conversations with young women about sexuality, about prevention and about PrEP to say, hey, this exists because first of all, people don't even, a lot of people don't know it exists. Right. And so easy, it doesn't... Um, it doesn't insinuate that you're promiscuous or whatever, even if, if that is the case. We are we're sex positive. So whatever you're doing, let's give you the information and let's share how black women and women are at a higher risk. Right. And how you can protect yourself. And yes. that day, that National uh, Women's Girls and Women's Awareness Day is what, March 10th? Yeah, March 10th. March 10th. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put that out there and look forward to hearing uh, what you have to say uh, about the activities that MAO is doing on that day. I think we're probably close to uh, time. Yeah, we're close to concluding. And I'd like to tell our listeners, um, hope you were informed and became aware because that's the purpose of National Black, Black HIV and AIDS Awareness Day is to um, provide, raise awareness on HIV education, testing, and treatment and, and care. So if you want to get in, get in, um, in on February 7th, I'm sorry, want to do something, um, reach out to Deandra, mm -hmm. um, for the activities they are, they're offering and she'll provide information on where to find, um, to contact her or to where to go to get uh, more information on those activities. And also we encourage you to you seek um, MAO to get tested. Definitely want to promote um, individuals to get tested for HIV. And right. also for those that are not in care that you make appointment to get appointment to go back to care. Um, for those who haven't, who've been in care and stepped out of care or those who tested positive for HIV and haven't gotten into care, this is an opportunity mm -hmm. to do it. And, so how do um, they get in touch with you, Deandre? You got a phone number? Or email, probably yeah, phone number. Well, first, if you want to know more about these events, go to maoi.org slash events. And we always post what we have going on there. And all of these events Fantastic. will be people. To reach me, my email address, you guys got to write it down. dbrowns-tuyashime, T-U-Y-I-S-H-I-M-E at maio.org. <laughs> oh, wow. Give that again one more time. And I also want you to give the website. The MAO website one more time. Okay, the website for MAO is maoi.org slash events. And my email address is dbrown tuyashime, T U Y I S H I M E, at maoi.org. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Deandra. We really appreciate it. And 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 uh, thank God for what uh, MAO is doing in our community. And, and this ends today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. We do ask you also to go to our um, website on uh, A Woman's Worth. We have our own website, correct, uh, um, Rashonda? 
Yes. It's yes. a womansworth.org or is it uh, a womansworthhealthandwellness.org? I know, oh, sorry, our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page, A Woman's Worth Health and Wellness, and go on there. You can find out uh, what time our shows are and what our lineup is going to be every week. We also encourage you to do our survey to really tell us how we're doing with this show. So thank you again, Miss Deandra. Thank you all for having me. We just uh, thank you for being on the show. This ends another episode of A Woman's Worth with Dr. Pam Foster and Miss Rashonda White. A woman's worth is being informed. A woman's worth is being educated. A woman's worth is being aware. And a woman's worth is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Take care. Yeah.